Welcome to the Winning Drive Podcast, where Parkland USA employees discover the tools, strategies, and resources to increase safety, productivity, and success. Here's your host, Ben Fanning. At work, it's the little things that count. And being kind to people at work is one of them. It's not just good karma. It actually has benefits too. You might think that real life isn't like school where people are always just telling us to quote, be nice. But when we do something thoughtful for someone else at work, they'll remember it and maybe even pass on the favor or give us an opportunity in return because our act of kindness made them feel good. So if you want to be a successful professional, take a page from the book of Lewis Hogg, Director of Supply, who shows you how to be kind at work and how it can lead to success. Enjoy. Lewis, welcome back to The Winning Drive. Thanks, Ben. Good to be here. So let's give our listeners a little bit more insight into the brain of Lewis Hogg. Right. So let's uh, a scary or a beautiful place as it may be. <laughs> so we had a lot of great topics last time talking about the human side of Parkland and the human side of business. And you talked about making it in America, which I thought was pretty darn cool. So let's give everybody a little bit more uh, insight today on what does a director of supply do and why is it so important for Parkland? Yeah, so, um, you know, it's it's a lot of different roles kind of kind of packed into one. Um, Harkon really, like, you know, fundamentally to its core is a, is a retail and distribution company. Um, my role, the director of supplies role, is the fuel element to that, right? So, you know, obviously, you know, we have, we have the, the hardworking guys in the stores all day, like selling products, you know, Making sure the customers are happy, um, but somebody's somebody's got to get the fuel, you know, to those locations. Mm-hmm. We, the drivers are, you know, that that key cog, getting that work done every day. Uh, my job, like taking one more step back, is to make sure number one, most important, is that we do not run out of fuel at any of our sites. Like that is number one. If there's no if there's no fuel, then hey, there's you know. There's, there's nothing for the drivers to haul and you're not getting the customers in the store to, you know, to buy candy. Yeah. Right? You got a fuel distribution company. Darn it. You need fuel. Absolutely. Have that, what are we doing here? Right. Right. So that, that's most important. <laughs> Very important. Number two um, is that fuel. You want to have it be you know, the best quality and cheapest fuel that you can find mm. so that you, you're beating number one. You're, be, you're you know, firstly, you're beating the guy across the street. You got a cheaper price, right? So people want to come to you and not the guy across the road. Um, and secondly, the company as a whole is making the most margin. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my job really look, go out there and find the very possible cheapest source of fuel that we can, um, you know, put. To- so this is interesting. I don't know if the listeners. Some may know this, but so where exactly? So let's say you go out and you're going to buy fuel. How does it actually show up where it needs to be for you guys to distribute it after you place the call? Or maybe maybe walk us through the whole process. Like I'm sure like a computer transaction or on a, on a market exchange or how does it work? 
Yeah, no, it's it's a great question, uh, Ben. It's a lot. It's a long fuel uh, supply supply chain. It starts at the refinery level. So a refinery takes in crude oil, and it will refine that into clean products. So you know, in majority, that's gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Mm -hmm. That refinery might be, you know, right door to the terminal where, you know, our trucks can come pick up that fuel, but it also might be across the state line. It could be in a different state. In some cases, it could actually be a refinery in a different country. Um, and again, that's part of the job as, you know, uh, the, the kind of supply team here in Houston. We have to look at all those different options and say, mm. well, where, where is the cheapest fuel and how do we get it from point A to point B? Um, that could be by pipeline, you know, and, and quite often we're moving barrels across state lines and mm -hmm. it'll be a products pipeline that moves it to, um, a good example is we buy a lot of fuel in LA and we send it on a pipeline to Las Vegas. And then mm -hmm. we have a Reinhardt team, um, picking it all up, you know, by the truckload, shipping it to, you know, Southern Utah. Uh, it might also be by by ship, by vessel. So quite often we move barrels from our refinery, the Parkland refinery in Vancouver. Um, we put it on um, an ocean-going barge and we discharge that into storage that we have in Tacoma and Portland. And from there, our trucks can come and pick it up and distribute it to our, you know, our business and our customers. Fantastic, so, yeah. Those Examples that we also use rail as transportation to bring in fuel, now, quite often from Canada as well. So again, it's oil that's refined up in Canada. We bring it over the border, um, you know. And then in in other cases, it's long haul trucking. So you know, if if for some reason prices are way way cheaper um, in Denver than they are in Grand Junction, you know, instead of picking up that fuel in Grand Junction, we'll you know, we'll long haul it from Denver by truck. Yes. You're looking at it from all these different variables. It sounds like, cause you're not as basing it based on the cost of the fuel itself. You're looking at the cost of getting it from where it is to where you need it to be, to get to your key locations. There's a lot of factors in there. That's where, yeah. that's where all of the, the kind of calculations and the math side comes into it because, you know, it's, it's a big, kind of equation of like, okay, you got, you got all these different sources, but, you know, just because the, the nearest source is five cents cheaper or is five cents more expensive doesn't mean that you shouldn't be going further afield to like ship something in from out of state. We are looking for drivers. Know a safe CDL licensed driver? Refer them to Parkland USA, and if we hire them, you'll get an employee referral bonus. Bonuses range from $1,000 to $2,000, depending upon the rock and the need for drivers. Please spread the word and let your dispatcher or people and culture manager know of any potential leads. You are listening to the Wedding Drive Podcast. Now back to the show with your host, Ben Fanning. So Laura Varn, who is an executive here at, here at Parkland, who's over, you know, all the people operations and culture and communication. She's been quoted saying that your team's work is quote key to Parkland's overall success 
yet many people don't fully understand what you do. And you just gave us a little bit of understanding, a little bit more of understanding of what you do. But why is the team so key to the company's overall success? Yeah. So, I mean, I would describe us, Ben, as what kind of the, you know, the, the oil and the engine for the, for the U.S. business um, in terms of optimizing the fuel pricing across our portfolio, where we kind of sit in the middle of these multiple different options mm. uh, to supply our business. You know, as mm-hmm. I say, like state could be um, at a country, it could be a pipeline delivery, it could be a ship delivery. And I think, you know, we Parkland has this kind of, you know, acquisition model. We're picking up, you know, some absolutely fantastic businesses that know their market better than anyone else. Mm. But our job is to really look at, you know, how how do we go beyond those local markets to supply better than they've ever done before, um, you know, geographically distant locations, um, you know, and, and basically pull fuel from areas that they never have done before. So we're kind of uh-huh. like the oversights, uh-huh. uh, you know, kind of macro level. Uh, supply engine for all the businesses we pick up. So once a time, or let's, let me ask it this way. Uh, what's a colorful story of life in the supply world that people might be surprised to hear? Colorful story. Well, you know, we, we have fun in the office and, um, you know, we, we nurtured a great culture here. Um, so, you know, we, we definitely like, um, you know, like to, like to joke back and forth, and we have a lot of different nationalities here. So, most most of the fun things that happen to me are people just making fun of my accent, making fun, <laughs> you know, words I say. Like I might say rubbish instead of trash. Um, you know, so we we like to joke around and just have fun with each other in yeah. the office. And that's the key thing. It sounds like some great camaraderie. Absolutely. So what's the one trait that you'd like to instill in every employee and why? I mean, I think, honestly, it's probably kindness. Um, mm. I think it's important when we kind of talked about it uh, previously. You, you really got to understand the situations, like the, the trials and tribulations that, that everyone has. Very easy to get lost in, you know, whether it's, you know, your work day or uh, your own personal you know, you know, situations, but you always, always have to consider someone else's, um, you know, situation because you don't know what they have going on, right? Like they, they could have a, an elderly relative, but mm. you know, they could be having financial difficulties, marriage problems. Um, you know, the list goes on. And so I, I think just kindness and, and understanding of, of what's happening in people's lives is, is the most important thing. So if you were to wave your Parkland magic wand and you say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to instill kindness, and you walked in the office, what would the office look like? How would you know kindness had been imparted or instilled? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, it, you know, it's seeing that people are, are, you know, having that joke, you know, having, having right. smiles, you know, they're acting and they're taking the time to, you know, ask how people's lives are going. You know, they're they're grabbing a, a sandwich together at lunchtime, and they're you know they're sitting down and you know taking that that thirty minute breather to 
you know, just just enjoy enjoy life together. Like, you know, share what share what's happening in the world. Talk about the football game last night. Like, you you want to see that, right? Like, it's hmm. as I say, like the office for us and and Parkland. You know, we're, we're a family. We spend time with each other than we do with our own families. And you want to kind of instill that that feeling that we are a family, um, you know, when when you kind of walk into the office. Sounds like a great place to work. Yeah, no, we've we've really put that first, and I, I kind of tribute Doug to that too. Like he's he kind of instilled that mentality in me and the other leaders here. Um, you know, the the people side of the business is the most important. So wrapping this up, Lewis, what are three success strategies that every Parkland employee should know? Um, yeah, I mean, I think number one, like, you know, trust your teammates, right? Like you can't do everything yourself. So I, I think you've you gotta you gotta build that that camaraderie, that trust level, um, that you can hand something off to someone and you know, feel good that it's gonna get done, feel good that it's gonna get done right don't second guess people um to trust i think is 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 number one um number two i think it's really really important um on a strategy level to surround yourself with people that know more than you about certain parts of the business Hmm. like don't don't feel scared that you're bringing someone in or someone's joining the team that's better than you right like there's always going to be someone that is better than you at, you know, a specific area, you know, whether it's, whether it's the human side, whether it's, you know, a math equation, whether it's, um, you know, sales, like it's, it's, there's always going to be someone that, um, you know, has skills in an area that, that are superior to you, but that's not a scary thing. That's a great thing hmm. because whatever your weaknesses are, like you want someone else to, you know, offset the weaknesses um, and then the whole team wins. Hmm. Uh, and then number three, um, you know, I think it's just the message that the hard work pays off, um, you know, but always, always make time for your, your hobbies, your family, for vacations. I truly think that a, you know, a key success strategy for all employees is knowing that the recharge is sometimes more important than the hard work itself. If you don't have to recharge your batteries and do those things, you know, enjoy enjoy your life, enjoy your hobbies, go to, you know, go to the baseball game, hang with your family, like you're you're gonna you're gonna burn yourself out and you're not gonna be as successful or as efficient at work. So I just encourage everyone to, you know, always, you know. Book, book that vacation. Have it to look forward to. Like the, the joy of an upcoming vacation is is one thing, and then um, you know going and going away and recharging those batteries like puts you in a much better headspace for when you come back. Yeah, I love that. I once I had an executive client who said, Ben, one of the keys for me is to always have a vacation on the books. So even if it was far away, just the anticipation of leading to that brought joy into his life, and of course. He had a, he had experience joy once he got on vacation too, but just having that, you know, be thinking about, even if you're not able to recharge right now, having a time on the books to do that can make a big difference. A hundred percent. 
All right. So wrapping this up here, what's a parting thought you'd like to leave the listeners, Lewis, or something I forgot to ask you that you'd want to mention? Yeah, I'd just say, like, you know, I'm, I'm super proud to be part of the, the Parkland USA team. Um, I'm learning every day. Um, and I think if you're not learning, that that's not a good thing. So, you know, hey, if you're if you get stuck in, you know, a, a, a position, a role, and, and you find yourself bored, like, Go out, go out and, and ask your boss, like, hey, I want to I want to do something extra. I want to mm-hmm. learn something new. Like, I want to take a training course. I want to do this or that. Like, Parkland is a world of opportunity. Um, you know, I've seen it with my own eyes. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate to have leaders that, that trusted me to, to build out the Houston office. But, um, you know, I've seen some of my colleagues, like, you know, m- move on to different areas in Parkland and, you know, different geographies and, um yeah, I mean this this is an amazing place to to really grow your career, to learn, um, you know, and, and to make a difference. Great place to stop there, Lewis. Appreciate your time today. Thank you, Ben. Your health matters. Sitting all day isn't great for our health, and incorporating physical activity into your day helps counteract that. Our motion program is open to all employees and literally pays you to walk. You earn free money by walking a certain number of steps per day. This money is applied to your HSA bank account and can be used directly to pay for any doctor's visits, prescriptions, or anything else you'd use your health insurance for. The maximum amount of money you can earn over the year is $1,100. Many of our employees have lost significant weight, gotten healthier, and even slept better since they joined Motion. Reach out to your dispatcher and people and culture manager for information on how to get started. It's that easy. Thanks for listening to the Winning Drive Podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode soon.